my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Tanner fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. How's everyone doing today? Kicking off the weekend. The sun is out. It's currently around 3.30 in the afternoon here. It's not bad out. It's actually quite comfortable. So if you've been listening to the podcast, and I hope so, (laughs) you'll know that May is a theme month and the theme we have two proms and graduations and we just I I just covered prom night from season six of Full House last week and we have from Fuller House season four episode 12 entitled The Prom. Prom night brings big problems for Jackson and Ramona. Meanwhile, a power-hungry DJ is taking her role as head chaperone a little too seriously. Joey and Fernando duel over a chilly cook-off. Now, for those of you that grew up watching Full House or you watch it in reruns even now, you watch season one or even throughout the course of Full House, Joey's not the best cook. Jesse usually was, or maybe Danny. So, um, maybe his wife Ginger taught him some cooking, gave him some cooking lessons or something like that. Maybe he's improved. I mean, if he's got a world-famous chili that's so amazing, he must have learned something in those 20-plus years since Full House went off the air back in 1995. Alright, so this episode's got an 8.1 out of 10 based on 113 ratings. Oh my goodness! Speaking of Dave Coulier, he directed this episode. Oh my gosh! We get a reprise from Gia Mahan, who is played by Marla Sokoloff. Full House's bad girl turned semi-good by Stephanie. Stephanie had a great influence. Also, we get Landry Bender who plays Rocky, Gia's teenage daughter, who is in a kind of, sort of, not-so-friend-zone semi-relationship with Jackson. We get Ben J. Pierce as Casey, who is Kimmy's assistant, and he is, looks like he's openly gay, which is awesome. This is 2019. We accept all types, all genders, all of it. I like that, um, I believe that Fuller House was nominated for a GLAAD Award, which is, stands for what? Gay, Lesbian, I don't know the rest of it. Now I feel stupid. Uh, Julian Gant is the DJ. We have writers Jeff Franklin, Marla, or excuse me, Maria A. Brown, written by and staff writer Will Griffin. So, I want to see... Ooh, we got uh, connections. Terms of endearment. Kimmy suggests it for movie night. Oh, if you want a good cry, the three ones in my mind, Terms of Endearment, Beaches, Steel Magnolias. Three top tearjerker chick flicks 
of all time. And they were all in the 80s. Beaches. Suggested for a movie night. Oh! <laughs> Kimmy, you are a woman after my own heart. Steel Magnolias. Kimmy suggested for movie night. Yes, Kimmy! You're the best. The Notebook. Steph suggested for movie night. Wow, I cannot believe. Has it been... 15 years almost since the notebook came out. Oh my gosh. And that movie is so pivotal. It's like iconic for its time and everything that it's become a. It's just become bigger than it's. Of all of the Nicholas Sparks novels turned movies, the notebook is the biggest one that everyone remembers. Of course, I love A Walk to Remember, which actually came out before The Notebook, which I think also it came out before Message in a Bottle, which I tried to read that book. I tried to watch it. I stopped reading Nicholas Sparks books after Dear Joe. I, I tried, the lucky, the one I, I couldn't even get through and it wasn't even 250 pages, the best of me. I could not, for the life of me, get through that book. And even with the book Dear John, I know I'm going on a tangent here, but I could just feel at that point his characters did not nearly seem as fleshed out. My favorites of his are Abandon the Road and The Guardian, which at this point, I don't really want to see any more Nicholas Sparks movies because they look like the ones that are, they're churning out now which they haven't in a while, are just utter not good. They're not good. Um, the Choice, which I liked that book, that movie from what I saw in the trailer, is nothing like the book. Not a thing like it. And they changed so much of things that it's almost like, why even bother? Why make a movie? All right, we got some trivia here. Let's see. Oh, this is the eighth appearance of Popco. And he sounds like he's been away for a while because he's taller, his voice is deeper, but then again, so is Jackson's. They do make a point of Jackson's voice changing. Jackson is worried about being the only football team member without a date to the prom. Football season is during the fall-slash-winter season, and prom is usually in spring. Hence, it is more typical for football team members to feel pressure about not having dates to the homecoming dance. Well, then, I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes it's like, don't be critical, just watch the show for what it is, right? Wow, 10th appearance of Gia's daughter, Rocky. So she's got two more appearances than Popco. Or um, Isaac Presley, I believe his name is. So we don't have any user reviews for this episode, so alright. So since season 4 of Fuller House is not on DVD yet, it's only on Netflix, I'm going to watch this on my phone because... <laughs> I I have my laptop set up at the desk. I really don't feel like dragging a TV tray up here and doing it that way. That just seems like a mess because then I'd be recording from my bed. And I just, I want to be comfortable. I'm in my chair, right? So, as I like to do, let you, my listeners, know where you can go to follow along and get shoutouts. You can go to, and let me grab my phone here, because that way, Facebook. 
The podcast has a page on Facebook. It's called Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. Ooh, and I have a like. Oh, cool. Um, speaking of one of my other podcasts, the Punky Power podcast, even though I don't cover Punky Brewster anymore, I'm getting a, biz- a bunch of likes on the Facebook page, and it's so cool. I'm so happy. Um, Instagram, O-M-H-C, Full House Fuller House Pod. Okay, that's for that one. Then we have Twitter. Hop on the Twitter. Come on, little birdie. Start loading. Thank you. We have OMHC Full House slash Fuller House Podcast. So you guys can get updated for upcoming episodes. After this week, we're done with the prom. We're going to focus on Full House graduation episodes. And I may as well tell you about them now because odds are... I, towards the end of the <laughs> recording this episode, I'm probably going to forget things. So, we're jumping to season four, if I can find it. Where is it? Where is it? Is it not in season four? Maybe it's season three. Oh my goodness. Hold on, guys. Yes, it is. In fact, season four, episode 25, the episode before the season finale, this episode is entitled The Graduate. So that is the first graduation episode we are hitting next week. This episode aired on April 26th, 1991. I would have been eight. Eight years old still. Had not turned nine yet. In this episode, Danny dates a college student. That is kind of mixed with the other plot we got going on here. Danny dates a college student, girl who's interning for Wake Up San Francisco. At the same time, DJ's graduating from junior high. She has to give a speech. And Michelle graduates from preschool. Moving on to kindergarten, Stephanie, of course, she feels left out of the graduation festivities because she's only moving from fourth grade to fifth grade. Um, when I moved from, wait, no, fourth grade to fifth grade, I was in the same school. Never mind. <laughs> I moved from fifth grade, started junior high in sixth grade. There was no graduation. There was no graduation. There was no graduation from 8th grade moving on to high school in ninth grade either. So, Stephanie, suck it up, buttercup. That's all I gotta say, sweetie. They do give in to her whims, I will let you know. They will give her a bowling trophy and her first pair of high heels. Congratulations, Steffi. You got what you wanted, sweetie. Then we jump ahead to Season 6, Episode 19, entitled Subterranean Graduation Blues. This episode aired on March 2nd, 1993. Jesse is determined to show up everybody who doubted he could finish high school. But on the night of the graduation, everybody gets delayed when the subway train gets stuck. See, this is Michelle's idea. Apparently, no, they they have to take two cars because, you know, there's like... Let's see, Jesse and Becky make two, Danny and Joey make two, so that's four. You got Michelle and DJ and Stephanie make three, so that's seven. 
And then the twins are being watched by Kimmy. Okay, so that's seven people split between. And you know what's interesting? Spoiler alert. Guys, we've seen this, okay? It's been in syndic- It's on Hulu. You can, wa- you can watch all of Full House on Hulu. And all of Fuller House so far on Netflix. Jesse's parents don't. Maybe they did? And then they're like, um, our son was supposed to give a speech. Um, is he not here? Guys, and this was before cell phones, so not like Jesse could call and say, hey, we're taking the subway. We are stuck. I don't know what to do. I'm sorry. Miss my graduation. Which, quick, it is a sad note, of course. Um, when I went to... Uh, when we left for my dad's funeral, um, and it was March 5th, I believe. Was it? The worst thing I thought could happen almost did. Weather was really bad. Early March, you're still gonna get snow here in the Mitten State. And there was a small backup. Luckily, it was a small one. I'm freaking out because the funeral starts at... <clears throat> at 11, but we got to be there by 10, and I'm freaking out, I'm calling my sister, I'm calling Pam, I'm saying, we're stuck, they're like, don't worry about it, calm down, it will be okay, it's like, that was my fear, that was my fear, that the worlds were going to be bad, and they're like, we would not have started the funeral without you, so, yeah, one of those worst case scenarios that, luckily everything worked out alright, but it was so cold that day, Alright guys, how about I jump into this episode? I am ready to go. I am busting to go. I I know I watch these when they release them in December. I'm excited to watch this second to last episode of season four of Fuller House. The prom. So, like I said, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you want to email the podcast, you are more than welcome to. Go to OMHC. FHFH podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear about your predictions for season five. I'm gonna I'm gonna write up some predictions so that way in the fall before the show gets ready to air its final season, guys, I'm covering every episode. Every episode of the final season. Alright, so we come out of the intro. We're in the living room. Stephanie is on the couch sipping a drink. And she is is she on a laptop or a tablet? Okay, yes, yeah, she is on a laptop. She's taking one of those BuzzFeed quizzes, like, what type of animal are you? And she gets sloth, and of course she utters her two-word catchphrase, we all know it, we all love it, it's iconic, how rude. Of course, the door opens, and we have Kimmy, Casey, and Ramona coming back from shopping for prom dresses and Ramona's like I picked out a dress and Casey turns to her and says oh no 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 honey I picked you out a dress and she's like oh (laughs) of course this is towards the end of season four Kimmy is way way pregnant preggers almost ready to pop the baby out but baby's gotta stay in there for at least one more episode for at least this episode stay in there baby I love Casey how he's like, you're just going to look gorgeous in it. Oh, he is so cute and adorable. I love him. He's so positive. 
and sweet-natured, and it's just, oh, it's so sweet. I love Kimmy Hero, she says, and what with what we paid for it, it'll be your wedding dress, too. Hey, I was able to fit into a dress that I wore for, um, I think it was my eighth grade dance. I was able to wear that for my senior pictures. That is crazy. I don't even know. That was probably like a size six or something like that back in the day. I was looking at my Facebook memories last night, and this one was from like seven years ago where it said, I'm finally a size eight, and I'm like... Oh, I will get there one day. I will get back to that. So, Stephanie go, goes over to them. And she's like, oh, prom brings back so many memories. Actually, you know what? The punch was spiked. Oh, no. Actually, no memories whatsoever. Oh, my God. Steph, what did you do? <laughs> do we want to know? And she concludes, but the arresting officer did say I had a really good time. Oh, my gosh. What did you do, Stephanie? Now I'm curious. Kimmy says for her prom, she went with a sweet Scottish boy named Ewan McGregor. And Casey just looks at her like, what? And Kimmy's like, oh, uh, no relation. This is the one who played Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. Like, oh, Kimmy! <laughs> so Ramona tells us, the audience, and Kimmy and Steph, that she and Casey are going to prom. And you don't need to have a date to go to prom to have a good time. We're just going as friends. And Casey's like, the more you say it, the more I start to believe it. Like, I'm sure that he wishes there were somebody, or maybe there is somebody he'd like to go with, but maybe he, he's a little bashful. Maybe it's someone he's got a crush on. I don't know. You know, like I said, I didn't see this. This episode I saw back in December. And that was like five months ago. So, and the thing is, I watched all of season four in a day. I don't think I watched the other seasons in a 24-hour period like this one. I think I watched them probably in a two-day or day-and-a-half period. And I'm going to get myself something to drink, because I my mouth is has a way of going dry when I'm talking a lot. So, Ramona and Casey zip upstairs so they can work on their prom poses for the photo booth. And then Kimmy goes along with them, or probably put Ramona's dress somewhere. Speaking of dresses, I gotta get that wedding dress of mine cleaned so I can maybe sell it for $50. <laughs> it's almost 12 years old, and it's been sitting in my dad's closet for over a decade. I don't know if I can even get 50 for it. It's still got the grass stains on the bottom hem. Because I had my wedding outside. But um, DJ comes in... And, of course, we get a woo! We got a woo for, for, for Kimmy, too. And, of course, DJ's going to be the chaperone. The theme for this prom is Under the Sea. And I love how they throw the little mermaid references. Like, oh, do you have thingamabobs? Stephanie says. And DJ's like, I have 20. I cannot believe the little mermaid came out almost 30 years ago. I think it was in December I went and saw it with um, my mom and her sister. Her sister took my mom and I to see it. And I remember my aunt had said that she had a friend named Ursula or something. But she was actually nice. So this is a little, uh, yeah, that DJ is starting to get a little cray-cray about being a chaperone. I designed these chaperone badges. Ooh. So she holds up 
almost like you know the FBI will hold hold up their badges in a in a little uh, leather um, compartment thing, and um, she says this allows me to get into any problem without a warrant. And also, she said that she. DJ and Cosmo did a sweep of the gym. He did not smell any contraband, which is the good news. Uh, wow, what's the bad news? She's got to look. What's the bad news? Oh, the bad news is he got into the donuts as Cosmo comes in, woof, woof, as he's running through the living room into the kitchen. And DJ said, oh, he's also riding a wicked sugar high. <laughs> oh, those donuts. Oh, I can only imagine what they're doing to his system. As long as they were not chocolate donuts. We all know chocolate and dogs, that is like a death penalty, death sentence to a dog. is chocolate. I want to play this clip because it is so funny. As Steve comes in, he's like, yeah, Cosmo got the last maple bar. We are not speaking. As Cosmo was like, roof. And Steve's like, hey, too soon, dude. I am playing this clip because I think it's freaking hilarious. This is going to be a great prom. The theme is under the sea. That's amazing. Do you have thingamabobs? I've got plenty. And I designed these chaperone badges. This allows me to get into any prom without a warrant. Plus, Cosmo and I did a full sweep at the gym, and the good news is... Cosmo didn't sniff out any contraband. Yeah, the bad news is he got into the donuts and he's riding a wicked sugar high. Yeah, he got the last maple bar. We are not speaking. Too soon, dude. So DJ's like, hey, Stephanie, guess who was elected head chaperone? And Stephanie's like, uh, you were the only one there, weren't you? No one else volunteered. And DJ's like, don't ruin this for me. And she says, it only takes one bad apple to spoil the prom. And Stephanie's like, um, I think you're taking this a little too seriously. And Stephanie's like, are, aren't you, uh, do you, don't you think that maybe you might be that bad apple? Like, uh. I mean, I get it. DJ wants to protect her son. You know, she doesn't want bad things to happen. Remember her dance? The school dance that she went to? The backwards dance, right? That was in, I'm thinking, season three. She went with Kevin, and he and uh, Sam and whoever the other dude was with Kevin, they're drinking. She's got a beer in her hand, and Uncle Jesse catches her. And the kids are like, oh, we don't want a beer, DJ. We're only 13. And, of course, which leads to a niece-uncle talk between DJ and Je Uncle Jesse at the end of the episode. But, yeah, that was a that was a semi serious episode. I mean, she did not drink the beer. And she has a hard time convincing Uncle Jesse and her father and Joey that she didn't drink because she smells like beer because the guy sprayed it on her. And we get a really good crying scene from Candace Cameron. Really, really good. So she just wants the kids to have a good time. So we cut to an exterior shot of the house. Then we go back in. We're in the kitchen. We see Rocky, Gia's teenage daughter. 
So I think at this point in the series, if I remember that Jackson and Rocky are actually dating each other. They've kissed, they've gone out, hung out. And she walks into the kitchen, Jackson jumps up in an ape suit, which is so adorable. And he, she's like, oh, what is wrong with this family? And he's like, oh, well, this is my promposal. And it's really, really cute. He's got this ba uh, banner that's got, like, some banana, uh, group of bananas on the left side. And then on the right side, there's a ba one banana that's kind of, like, peeled a little bit. It says, I'll go bananas if you'll be my... And it says primate, but it's crossed out, and it says prom mate. This is such an adorable gesture from Jackson. He is such a sweetheart. And I just think it's such a funny, odd coupling. I mean, whoops. Oh, whoops. Sorry about that. My um, I forgot to turn my alarm off. I was going to take a nap earlier, but then I decided that I'd just read a book and work on my podcast. <laughs> so I forgot to turn that off. Plus, I got a plug in my phone. It's at 32%. But um, anyway, they're just such an odd pairing. I mean, um, Rocky seems like the semi gothish, gothish alternative girl, where she's you know wears black. She's got a stripe of purple in her dark hair, and Jackson is just the goofball type who's got like a heart of gold and just. When he falls, he falls hard. You saw that with Lola. You're seeing this with Rocky. And just something about this goofy guy, Rocky just cannot resist. And she usually, I think she refers to him as Fuller. I don't think she hardly ever calls him Jackson. But then again, it seemed like um, Gia would refer to Stephanie as Tanner. But then again, I think once they became friends in Full House, she was, like, calling her Stephanie or Steph. This is so adorable! Because she's like, oh, this is cute. I hate cute. And Jackson turns and says, well, then you're going to hate what I did next. As Tommy comes in wearing a slip-on donut costume, holding a sign that says, Donut Say No. Oh, it's so cute. He is so cute. Jackson's getting his little baby brother to help him with his promposal. I want to play this clip of, of him. Do it's just so cute. <laughs> okay, Fuller, I got your text. What's up? <laughs> Surprise! Uh, what is wrong with this family? <laughs> it's a promposal. Will you be my primate? From me? Mm, this is super cute. I hate cute. Then I wish I could stop what happens next. <laughs> Who you say yes? Not now, Tommy. We've been over this, okay? Prom is an archaic representation of the heteronormative jock culture with a dress code that targets girls in order to control our bodies. So that's a solid maybe? <laughs> Come on. I'm the only freshman on the team. All the other guys have dates. I can't show up to prom looking like a loser. You realize you're saying all this while dressed like a gorilla. 
Please, Rocky, this is a really big deal to me. Okay, fine, I'll go. Yes! But I'm not gonna have fun. No one will. My mom is chaperoning. So Jason's like, all right, Tommy, not now. Go away, go away. And, you know, uh, bleh. <laughs> I'm sorry. She just reminds me of Ramona a little bit. Um, Rocky's like, I don't really do proms. I hate proms. It's all about, what, what'd you say? Jock, hetero, normal, whatever, the blah, blah, blah. And girls and controlling their bodies and stuff and stuff like that. I, I. And you get a whoop from the audience, like, yes, preach it, preach it. So she agrees to go with him, and Jackson's like, yeah, by the way, my mom is chaperoning. Like, okay. All right, now we cut to an exterior shot of the house. It is nighttime now. We got Max here taking the photo. Everyone is all dressed up looking great. We got Jackson and Casey in the back. We got Rocky and Ramona in the front. They all look beautiful. Max, of course, in his sweater vest. We got Fernando and Kimmy there as well, looking nice. Everyone's got their phones out taking pictures. So they're taking pictures, and Max isn't ha satisfied with the results he's getting. He's like, all right, we're going to do that again. This time, a little less sparkle Wednesday Adams, as he refers to rocky because she has got her black hair she's got her streaks of purple she looks really beautiful she's wearing like a, a reddish plaid dress and she's got a choker and is that like lace black fingerless gloves those are pretty and ramona's wearing a spaghetti strap dress shoulderless dress that's gold it's got a gold design on the front but it's also it's black as well. It's really pretty. Uh, the guys look great in their tuxes. Love, love it. Of course, Casey goes down the steps and says, all right, Max, I get photo approval before you post any of these. And he looks at Max's phone. He's like, oh, I look awesome. And uh, I look amazing in all of these. Aww. And of course, Ramona gets a notification on her phone. Like, hey, let's go. The Uber is waiting. And she said, oh, it's Ron and a Buick. Who's Ron? Is he the driver? Is he the driver? I want to play this clip of Max saying, all right, a little less sparkle Wednesday, Adams, because I thought it was funny. Okay, everybody say sweet cheese. Sweet, sweet cheese. cheese. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do that again. Um, maybe a little sparkle this time, Wednesday, Adams. <laughs> this is my sparkle. I get photo approval before you post anything, Max. Aw, I look amazing in all of these. So, Kimmy and Fernando are gushing at how Ramona is growing up. Like, oh, she's going to prom and she's using rideshare. <laughs> and Fernando's like, they grow up so fast. Just last week I thought Casey was straight. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, Fernando, you are such a silly guy. Funny, funny, funny. Make good choices. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so this is in the scene uh, with Kimmy and Stephanie. It's their last night before the baby arrives. And, of course, what's the best way to spend the last night before your baby arrives? Having a good cry. So they've got beaches, terms of endearment, steel magnolias, and, of course, the notebook. Yes. Like I said, all four 
Metal of the first three definite tearjerkers that will rip your heart open and eventually sew it back up. Just the theme to Terms of Endearment just shreds my heart. And of course they got a little veggie tray there. They got cucumbers, carrots, and cauliflower. And Stephanie's like, what are we missing? Carrot cake. Yes. Oh, I love carrot cake. It's so good. This is making me hungry. I went to the theater to fill up my popcorn bucket today. I didn't go see a movie, but they had this new thing, which was so yummy. It was a waffle s'more. And it had, like, the marshmallow fluff and chocolate sauce. And I had, like, the bourbon caramel on it, too. And it was so good. Even the girl who handed me my order... I was like, oh, that looks so good. And it was, and it tasted good. And I sat at the counter while I watched, thanks to the theater's Wi-Fi, I watched an episode of The Golden Girls on Hulu. Oh, I love that show, too. Which, I'm going to plug this podcast out on the lanai. If you guys are looking for the best Ultimate Golden Girls rewatch podcast, it's going to be that one because they've almost finished the final two episodes of the Golden Girls. But all, mostly all seven seasons are all up there. And they got bonus stuff. They have interviews with uh, some of the writers on the show. Also, a couple cast members, if you remember. Uh, Blanche's little girl, I think in season three. The actress who played uh, Becky number one or two is on there uh interviewed and it's really really cool so definitely check it out so joey comes in ringing a pot he's like hear ye hear ye and stephanie's like we hear ye and kimmy's like why are ye here joey fernando comes into the kitchen he's like he's here for me it was one year ago today that Joey suffered a humiliating defeat at the hands of this chili master. So they, Joey and Fernando, are having a chili cook-off. So Stephanie's like, we don't ask any follow-up questions. We can sneak right out of here. Well, apparently Fernando anticipated that because he's hidden the DVD player. Oh, Fernando! Because he and Joey need some chili judges. Who's going to judge this chili cook-off? Of course, Max will be there, too, because we need a child to be there to judge, too, not just the adults. We want to have many, many different mouths tasting this chili. So Joey calls this a chili palooza. Or was it Fernando? And, of course, Fernando refers to himself as Fire Nando. And he says, not just because of my history of fiery crashes. Ooh, I don't like that idea, Fernando. I notice now that Joey is older. You know how he always, he had the mullet in season one and he had a large lion's mane of hair in season eight. Now he's going for the long on top and shaved on the bottom, like sides and back. I don't think he'd be able to rock that mullety mane anymore. It would be a combination of blonde salt and pepper. And it's just like, no, no, you just keep it as it is, Joe. Of course, Joey makes a joke about how, hey, what name do you want me to put on your second place trophy? And Stephanie's like, really, you two? This is the worst trash talk I've ever heard. And I like Kimmy's comment how she's like, I'd rather watch Deborah Winger die. 
All right, finally, we are cutting to the prom. Prom 2018, Under the Sea. I like how the kids are going to Bayview High, because now they're in high school. Same high school that Steve and DJ, and I'm sure Kimmy, well, excuse me, and I'm sure Stephanie eventually went too, and so did Michelle. They all went to Bayview. So, Steve and DJ are there. They're co-chaperones. And Steve just wants to get down with his bad self and boogie, boogie, boogie. DJ, of course, is like, hey, let's hang at balloons above the fire exit so kids will know where to go when somebody probably hits the fire alarm. And he's like, I'm not here to be a bad anything. Okay. I know you want to be a good influence, but come on, Deej. You know how to dance. Show those kids how it's done. How it was done back in 1995. Isn't that guy back there supposed to be a high schooler? Because that guy in the back with the glasses and the Michael Bolton 1992 mane, curly mane, it looks like he's probably about 20 years old. Apparently, we learn that DJ got her uh, chaperone badge, because no one else has one, of course. And no one else volunteered to be chaperone. But Steve made it at home. On his printer, he had to change the toner twice. Hey, we're getting a call back to the series finale as... Steve's like, hey, DJ, come on, let's just have a good time. Remember our prom? We had an amazing time. And DJ's like, yeah, I know. Not only did you show up out of the blue, but Michelle got over her amnesia. So I love those little callbacks that we get. So they're dancing a little bit, but then DJ immediately puts her chaperone badge on and says, oh, we have a situation in quadrant four as we got a guy grinding up on a girl who is twerking. She goes over to them, bends down, and is like, do you want me to hold you down? Because I will. And the kids are like, ooh. So now we cut to a lady who has an exposed back. And DJ, of course, is like, totally inappropriate prom wear. Well, guess who it is? It's Gia. I guess she's here to chaperone, too. So DJ heads over there, doesn't know who it is. She's like, excuse me, young lady. Boom. Turns around. It's Gia. Well, thank you for calling me young, Deej. It's, uh, it's interesting because, in a way, this little hate-hate relationship thing they got going on because they never interacted, like I said, they never interacted once in Full House. I think DJ just doesn't like her because she tempted Stephanie to smoke in uh, season six and then in season seven or eight, she tempted... Stephanie to get into a car with two guys. Well, they were already in the car when the guys took them home from the mall. But anyway, she was going to encourage Stephanie to go out with the two guys later that evening. And Gia got into a wreck with those two guys. One got cut up pretty bad. Another one broke their leg. Car was totaled. That's all from Danny. That's all from my memory. I gotta admit, Gia is looking good. I like that beautiful dress exposed back and it's just got the um around around the neck there and it's really low low cut gotta say i even like it a little more than dj's dress well we learned that gia is also chaperoning but she needs the volunteer hours 
What legal mischief did you get up to? A legal mischief did you get up to, young lady? To have to need to get those volunteer hours. Wait! Maybe it's volunteer hours for volunteering like you're a parent. You gotta volunteer. I thought, I'm sorry, I thought it was more like, um, community service hours. I, I heard wrong. Apparently you drive through the, the um, pickup lane the wrong way and graze a crossing guard one time and it's like you're a bad mom. <laughs> oh, Gia, Gia, Gia. And DJ says, oh, you're the one that took out Larry the war hero? Oh, no. Oh, Gia. Why, Gia? Why? Then again, it's Gia. Are we surprised? She had me fooled. Remember how she came in the first time on Fuller House? She's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm running a walk for charity. Or I'm doing a walk for charity. And I'm a soccer mom. And I'm this. And then later on we find out, nope, she isn't. She's got a teenage daughter. She's a single mom. She vapes instead of smoke. Well, smoking, vaping, whatever. Um, And she said she got, she can uh, get pregnant walking through a Chili's or something? <laughs> she's just the epitome of... It's like she's giving a bad rap to single moms out there. And of course, in Gia's defense, is why she grazed Larry the war hero with her car. I was eating a churro and texting. Has anyone had those Cinnamon Toast Crunch churro cereal? It's really good. It does take a bit for those uh, churro little mini... Um, elbow macaroni sized churros to uh, soak up that milk to get a little soft, but they're still pretty crunchy. And that's the biggest thing that with cereal, especially like your Wheaties, your Frost, I don't like Frosted Flakes, but those type of cereals, Golden Grumps, they sog too fast in milk. And I was just talking to my coworker the other day about that, remember National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Clark Griswold, he had invented this type of varnish that protects the flake in the milk so it stays crisper longer. Why is that not a thing? Did somebody patent that? Let's make that a thing. And she is like, oh, and Rocky's here with some dork. That's her son you're talking about? Yeah, I mean, Jackson can be kind of a... I mean, even his family, even Max from season one who adored his older brother now looks on at Jackson in embarrassment. The whole family looks on Jackson and jokes about how he's bad at this or how he's bad at that. Remember season two when he tried to do the football team thing and then G DJ was against it because of all those head injuries she read about? And they're like, oh, he, like, hurts himself making his bed or walking down the stairs or what have you. And it's like now all of a sudden in season four, he's got this golden toe that he's a amazing football star because he's the kicker. He can make magic happen with that foot of his. And DJ's like, dork, that's my son. And Gia just looks at her point like... I know. Who cares? Of course. I knew he was your son when I said that. Well, now we cut across the dance floor to where they're taking pictures. And it's really color, uh, beautiful. The It's like a turquoise blue balloons mixed with like the lavender plum color balloons. And they're all interwoven. They're very, very pretty. 
And Rocky just wants to get out of the like, All right, we're here. We came. We took a picture together. Can we please leave? And Jackson's like, wait, we just got here. And then out of his side eye view, he's like, oh, no, my mom, she just spotted us. Maybe we can make a quick getaway. And Rocky's just staring like, no, she's got us in our crosshairs. Too late. DJ comes over. She's like, oh, it's my baby's first prom. Like, oh, boy. And my baby's first prom date. Aww. Yeah, Jackson's like, uh, do I know you, ma'am? He's like, all right, I'm leaving. We're leaving now. Just remember, I'm not your son. And she's like, oh, my baby's embarrassed of me. And I'm like, yeah, DJ, can you imagine if Danny had chaperoned your prom? Yikes. He'd probably be just as neurotic as DJ's being now. All right, now, of course, we cut across the dance floor since Jackson and Ramona are... Since Jackson and Rocky are now, well, Jackson at least is yakking it up with the uh, football guys. Jackson is gold toe and the other guy is golden arm. So I'm guessing that guy is a quarterback. Now we move across the dance floor to Casey and Ramona who are getting their picture on. They're so cool together. I love them so much. Casey is the bomb. He is the best. They're just taking a bunch of different poses and everything. And it's so fun. It's like those people out there on the dance floor wish they were us. We are the hottest non-couple here, as Ramona says. <laughs> of course, hey, all right, let's take a picture for all the haters out there as they blow kisses at the camera. So apparently this girl, what is her name? I don't know. I don't care. I'm just angry that she's wearing Ramona, the same dress Ramona is. She's like, oh, nice dress. And I thought you bought all your clothes at Baby Gap. Shut your mouth. Go away. You're a... I'm sorry, but this girl's got nothing on Ramona. Ramona is the bomb. She is the best. Everything she wears is awesome sauce. How old is this blonde girl? She looks like she's like 19. Did you flunk a grade in high school and have to repeat? Ramona's got a great comeback as she says, and I thought you brought you bought all your insults at Forever 20 dumb. And Casey's like, yes, in your face. Oh, snap. And, of course, this girl's like, I'd love to stay in slum, but, unfortunately, my date is waiting. And, of course, who's the date? It's Robert, or as we know him as Popco, Bobby Popco, and now goes by Robert. I gotta say, Popco, you clean up good, guy. He's got, his hair is cut short, it's slicked back, moose back, he's taken a play, he's taken uh, notes out of Uncle Jesse's hair care playbook because he looks like a young John Stamos. What's worse is that her Ramona's ex-boyfriend, because they did go out for a bit, is dating Ramona's... She's not even a frenemy. She's a straight-up enemy, this girl. Go, Casey, go! He's like, oh, Popco was your... Is your date? Oh, I thought he was your son! Yes, Casey! <laughs> Snap! So Ramona's pretty much, wow, it's been a long time. Because when was the last time Popco and she did anything together? It was what, season two, three? Yeah. So, of course, blonde girl 
rolls her eyes like, let's go, Robert, stand up straight. And he just rolls his eyes and walks. Like, Mr. Bobby Popko, you can do so much better. You had Ramona, and then you lost her because you were a fool. All right, we get a name drop, Sienna. Ramona's like, oh, seriously, my ex-boyfriend is with Sienna. What does he see in this girl? So Casey's trying to calm her down, like, hey, he's not worth it. Just remember, we spent three hours on your face, working on your face, the makeup, the hair, the everything. Don't freak out. As then he doesn't want her to cry and ruin that makeup. But he's trying to, you know, it's like, it's all right, Ramona. It's okay. Just breathe. Remember, he's done a lot better than Sienna or Sierra or whatever this girl's name is. I have already forgotten because it's not even worth remembering. See, Ramona, I'm siding with you. All right, we come back to the house. We're getting ready for this chili, 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 chili cook-off. So both Fernando and Joey are inside the little kitchen island area on the counter. They got their knives out. They got their chopping skills working. And Joey's like, hey, no way your chili is going to be spicier than mine. One time, a guy tried my chili and had to have his tongue replaced. Sticks a finger in Fernando's face. True story. Boom. Back to shopping. Boom, 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 boom. Fernando's got one here. Well, one time my friend tried my chili and his head actually exploded. Okay. They're going, you know, one dig, one dig to the other person. Yeah. They're trying to best each other. Oh, that is too graphic, Fernando. He's like, he actually wanted more. He told me to scoop it into his neck. Ugh. That's an image I don't need in my head, Fernando. Thank you. <laughs> so Kimmy and Stephanie come through into the kitchen like, Hey, if we promise to try your chili, will you please give us the DVD player back? They don't have a Blu-ray player? This is, like, 2018. Well, in my time, it's 2019 right now. And this time is December 2018. Yes. Why don't you get a Blu-ray player? You'd have more than one of them because they're, like, less than 100 bucks. Plus, Blu-ray players, because you know they can play both DVDs and Blu-ray. Problem solved. And you know one of the kids has got to have a portable DVD player. I mean, come, well, yeah, a portable DVD player doesn't exactly, I mean, it's all right, but seeing a movie on a nice big screen, portable DVD player ain't going to gut it. Or they're going to sit on the couch and, like, crowd around it while it's sitting on the coffee table. I think I see something. I think I see something. So Joey hands Stephanie a bowl, like, Stephanie, would you like to try a award, see what award-winning chili tastes like? And Stephanie's like, well, not really, but it seems like the thing we're doing today, so why not? Like, uh, the only way I'm going to get that DVD player back is if I just go with this, so. Part of me wants chili, but another part of me knows that when we make it, usually Jeremy's the one that ends up having to eat the pot of it, and then after, like, a few days, it starts to get that gross butteriness on top. So, uh, I don't know. We just use ground beef. We don't do anything, I mean, chili beans and chili powder and your typical, your typical bland chili. I would love to make a really good chili recipe. I'm not a huge cook, but I'd be open. I would love to try Joey and Fernando's chili. I really, really would. I bet it'd be, they'd both be amazing. I bet I'd have to have my tongue replaced. I bet my head would probably actually explode. But I'll never know. So Kimmy says, I want to taste it too. And I would definitely, really, should you be eating spicy food with a baby on the way? I don't think that could be good for the baby. Because the, the baby would get all the food that you're eating, right? 
I don't think the baby wants gas while they're still in the womb. Ooh, that'd be kind of gross. Of course, Kimmy's answer to that is like, hey, if it's too spicy, the baby will kick me in the ribs. She sure will. I wonder what the baby's name is going to be. I'm kind of curious. A lot of people were saying, like, maybe, like, Michelle. But, like, eh, I don't know. And we already have Pamela. Jesse already took that little golden nugget for after his sister. Which I'm like, I don't know. Do you think it would have been better suited if, like, one of the girls got to use that name for their daughter if they had a daughter? Because now they can't. So... Stephanie tries Joey's chili, and Kimmy tries Fernando's chili, and Fernando's, I guess, isn't too bad, but Joey's, as soon as Stephanie says it's not that bad, Joey counts down three, two, one. Is it? <laughs> Stephanie races over to the fridge, pulls out that jug of milk, and just starts chugging it as the milk is just flowing from the opening and onto her clothes. Blah, 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 blah. What did they say? Milk and bread, right? Don't drink water because it's not going to help you. You got to put out that chili fire. Oh my gosh. If this burning sensation is that bad, can you imagine how it feels coming out? I wouldn't even want to know. Sounds like a five alarm hemorrhoid fire. <sighs> oh my god. <laughs> she finally puts the jug of milk down and milk is just like dribbling out of her mouth onto her shirt. Oh, ho, ho. Stephanie, Stephanie. Now we come back to the prom, which is, of course, plot A. Steve gets up to the DJ booth like, hey, do you think you could play Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. And I'm kind of wondering if the DJ's going to be like, look, hey, man, these kids, they don't like that music. They don't know that song. Well, I remember my sister had gotten the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves movie on VHS when I was nine years old. And I could not watch, I still to this day, because Jeremy's got it on Blu-ray, I cannot watch that opening scene where those guys are getting their, you know, hands chopped off for uh, their crimes, as payment for their crimes. Um, And I remember whenever I'd hear that song on the radio, I'm like, <gasps> Robin Hood Prince of Thieves! Oh my gosh! I love that song. Everyone loved that song. This song actually played at Steve Steve's high school reunion? DJ's high school reunion. Okay. So the guy's like, hey, the kids already hate me. You want them to smash my car windows too? I'm like, dude, just play this song, man. It's an awesome song. So... Steve goes in for a pity story. He's like, hey, look, all right, I took my girlfriend to her prom. We didn't get to dance to our song. And her sister had amnesia. And Steve's like, I, I don't know why that's important, but I thought you should know. So, turns out, after prom, they drifted apart because, of course, they were broken up. And he's like, hey, I thought tonight could be, could signify kind of a redo. Like, come on, dude. Come on, DJ man. Let's give this relationship a chance. Yes. Team Steege for the win. For the end game. <laughs> this guy's response like, I wish I had, am had amnesia so I could forget this story. This guy's got a cray cray fro. Cray cray fro. So we cut to the dance floor with Casey and Ramona dancing. She's like, hey, Ryan Cooper is totally checking you out. Don't look, all right? Don't make it obvious. So now it's 
Casey's turn to be all nervous and flustered, and Ramona's like, come on, go over there and just talk to him. Just talk about yourself and everything like that. And Casey's like, well, no, that's not what this is about. We came here to not be with guys and just hang out and have a good time. And she's like, don't worry about me. You go over there and you just have, you know, just talk about yourself. I will be just fine. But now we cut over to Rocky and Jackson. And this guy is talking about some play that he made. And, of course, he's got to do the chest bump with Jackson. He's like, yeah, <sighs> And, of course, we cut to Jackson. Of course, that's going to hurt. I mean, you're thrusting one chest cavity up against another one. It might be different if you had your football pads on and uniform and all that stuff so you have a little bit of padding, but it's just like, boom, one chest against another, boom. Whoever thought that was something that would be enjoyable. And Rocky's bored. She's like, didn't we just talk about this? Didn't you just share the story like five minutes ago? And this guy is like, no, that was against Central High. This is against Mid-Central High. So the same thing happened at two different games? Mm -hmm. Okay. And they're not even dancing. It's like, Jackson, you asked her to be your prom date, but you're not dancing. You're talking about football. You can talk with those guys anytime. Seriously. I mean, that girl who's with that one dude that's standing there, I mean, she looks really bored off her behind. And Rocky excuses herself, like, uh, if you'll excuse me, I'm gonna go leak this story to ESPN. And she walks away and like, oh, wow, that's really nice. Like, are you an airhead, sir? Really? There's a South Mid-Central. Mid As Jackson's like, remember that game against South Mid-Central? How in the world? How, how many, oh my gosh, high schools all over the place. There's so many of them. In that one district. That's because poor Stephanie in sixth grade, remember how she had to, she got redistricted and ended up at DiMaggio, the crap hole junior high? Because the other ones went to like Central and um, Vanetta and some other school. There's like a bazillion middle schools too. Holy moo. Too, too many. Heteronormative. That is the word of the day. We've heard it at least twice in this episode. As Rocky goes over to Ramona and Ramona's like, Hey, Rocky, look at you looking all heteronormative. I love Rocky's response. She's like, I must really like Jackson. I think I have a concussion from listening to them. <laughs> so Ramona's like, Hey, we're both alone. You want to dance? And Ramona's like, Yeah, sure. This DJ kind of sucks. I mean, I, it makes me want to smash his car windows. What's that about, huh? I have this strange urge to smash his car windows. Like three or four different stories going on here at the prom. We had Ramona and Casey. We had Jackson and Rocky. We got... Wait, there... Um, uh, DJ and Gia. Well, maybe there's just three. Three base storylines here. Of course... Miss Gia decides to uh, pull out her old flask and dip it into her drinky poo. And would you know, chaperone DJ has just spotted this. And of course, Gia just rolls her eyes when DJ's like, that better not be alcohol. And Gia's like, no, I'm adding punch to punch. Is this going to end up being a cat fight? Because DJ takes her drink like, no, I can't allow you to do this on school property. I took a chaperone's oath. And Gia's like, you wrote the oath. And of course, they start a pulley match on this plastic cup of... 
punch that apparently had three shots of vodka in there, as Gia complains, now that it's splashed on the front of DJ's dress. Oh my god, is this like a repeat of that episode? I gotta look up and see, what is the name? It's from season three, episode 21, entitled Just Say No Way. No Way. I'm drinking Gold Peak unsweetened tea because I'm trying to reduce how much. And I've been doing so good. I've only had like a, a little bit of pop a day, which isn't terrible. It's better than how much I used to drink. So luckily, Gia has a glass, an extra glass of vodka or whatever in her car. She's going to go get it. And Steve comes up, like, hey, I went to the little boys' room, it's all clear, no one's in there doing uh, illegal things, no drinking, no smoking, no none of that, you know, handsy stuff either. And she's like, okay, I'll be back, because he notices the stain on the front of her dress, like, I will be back, I gotta get this out. And now we cut over to Jackson and the football jocks, football guys, and the blonde-haired guy, who I thought was a major dum-dum, says, hey, what's with your date? And Jackson has to open his big mouth. And he's like, you mean Rocky? And they're like, more like Rocky Horror, you know? So, um, Jackson is actually defending her. Like, yeah, she's a little offbeat, but she's got her own unique look. Which, it's good that you're standing up for her. But what he says next, next, is just, that's, and she has to be within earshot. This guy's like, unfortunately, we're the guys who got to look at it, right? <laughs> so he slaps five. The guy slaps five with the three other players there. This guy is still on about this. Is there no one else you could have come to prom with? I mean, did you lose a bet? Oh, slap your face, mister. Slap it. And Jackson's like, yeah, I didn't know she was going to show up looking like Harley Quinn, right? <laughs> what? And then Jackson's still going on not knowing that Ramona and Rocky are right behind him. He's like, I mean, where'd you get that dress? From the Crypt Keeper? Okay, that is a 90s reference that you were never alive for. Of course, Jackson turns, sees Rocky there with a the hurt look. Well, I, I think she's too PO'd to be really, really show how hurt she is. And Ramona is like looking at Jackson like, what is wrong with you? It's like, oh, I didn't mean it, Rocky. Well, baloney, you're just showing off for your stupid jock friends so you can impress them and look good. The only thing they like about you is your frickin' toe and nothing else. If you didn't have that toe, Jackson, you would be fodder right now. As Rocky said, looks at Jackson, sneers at him and says, Fuller, you suck. He does. What a jerk. So Rocky walks off and Ramona gets right in Jackson's face. Like, come on, what is wrong with you? How can you say those things about Rocky? And Jackson's lame excuses. I didn't know she was standing there. So what does that matter? If she hadn't have been standing there, you still would have said them and you did. All right, we're cutting back to the house. It's still nighttime. We're around the kitchen table with Joey on one side near Stephanie. We got Max in the middle between Steph and... Kimmy and Fernando, I believe, is on the other side of the table nearest the door. 
And Stephanie is pretty much saying, all right, no matter whose chili wins, there will be no pouting. She turns and looks at Joey. Isn't that right, Joey? No pouting, no crying, no whining. You will have to suck it up, accept it, and move on. So Max is actually orchestrating this thing. He's like, all right, we got Kimmy here. We got Stephanie there. She, he's like, all right, ladies, commence your tasting. Oops. Max was like, remember, everybody's a winner. Except for the person who loses. That's right, Max. That's right. Because as we know, there can only be one winner and sadly one loser. Then in a way, aren't we all winners? So they each take a bite and then they swap bowls to try a bite from the other one. So it looks like Stephanie took... Did Joey do anything to rectify that hot spicy taste of his... Because we already saw her chugging a gallon of milk. So he must have done something to kind of take the edge of the spice. So she tried his. like Hands it to Kimmy. Kimmy gives Fernando's to Stephanie. And of course, I believe, is Fernando the winner then? Because Joey's got a sad face. She's like, alright, I picked this one because mainly because I want this to be over. Of course, I don't think Kimmy's like, whatever one this... Stephanie's like, whatever one this was I just put in my mouth. And Kimmy's like, well, I picked this one. The subtle hint of barnyard animal put it over the top. Oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> it makes me think, like, barnyard animal. Like, you step into a barn and immediately the smell of horse and cow dung mixed with other animals dung together just hits you waffs. Hit you in the face. Like, so I don't know if this is supposed to be a good thing or a bad thing. Or it makes me think of, like, sweaty horses or something. <laughs> I don't know. As Joey's like, yes, yak comes through every time. And Stephanie's like, oh, yuck, I was eating yak? Ugh. So it turns out it's a tie. And, of course, the deciding vote goes to Maxwell Fuller. It's up to you, buddy. So Max is like, huh, well, I knew it would come to this. So that's why I only ate three Weight Watcher points all day. So basically, he kind of skimmed on his meal so that way he could save for this event. Kind of like yesterday, I went to um, this pancake house place because the last two attempts, like, the line was out the window. So I'm like, I'm going to go during the week when it's not a long line. And that... Those two pancakes were as large as a plate. I'm not kidding. It was turtle. It was um, a turtle pancake with the caramel and the the um, pecans and the whipped cream and whatnot. That was my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like I had a little for my breakfast, lunch, and then I took the remaining, which was still quite a bit left. I took that to my job and had that for my din din, and it was yum yum. And he put on his stretchy vest. Good for you, Max. You remember, what was that episode of The Simpsons where Homer wanted to go to the all-you-can-eat uh, barbecue pit or something? He's like, I wore my loose pants for nothing as he stands and his pants fall around his ankles. <laughs> so Max takes a bite from each bowl. He's like, hmm, hmm. Then he says, I've come to a decision. As he puts... One bowl into another and eats it. And he's like, I like them both. So Max says, both your chilies individually were fine. However, 
together they were a tapestry of cooperation, kindness, and beans. So Kimmy's like, is Max trying to deliver a message via this chili cook-off? And Stephanie's like, typical. In the Fuller house, even the chilies have to hug because he combined them into one bowl. Aww. It's like, guys, seriously, just take it as a win-win, right? You both are winners. He liked them both together. So Kimmy's like, all right, fine. Now that this is over, can we go watch Beaches? And Joey's like, you were going to watch Beaches? And Fernando's like, why did you let us waste all this time in some silly chili cook-off? Joey's walking backwards to uh, the door leading into the living room. And he's like, you mean all this time I could have been crying instead of making chili? I don't even like chili. Ah! They should name that movie marathon Cryfest 2018. Beach Endearment Magnolia. Cryfest 2018. All right, now we're cutting back to the dance. DJ is back from the bathroom. Her dress looks a little bit better. And Steve is like, what happened? So Steve is like, what's going on? You've been kind of out of it all night. And she's like, no, I'm fine. It's just our prom night was so perfect, but then you went back to college. And she says, and for whatever reason, we didn't see each other for the next 25 years. Well, DJ, sometimes fate brings you back to uh, the one you were with before. It's just, it's a matter of timing, I guess. I'm not saying that, you know, it's sad that, you know, you had your husband. You had an amazing, beautiful love, and you created three beautiful children out of that love things just they happen for a reason and just steve was brought into your life so just be happy dj this is a second chance so she says that being back at jackson's prom is just triggering all those feelings that she's having and she says i don't want to lose you again guys i'm reading this from the subtitles this is the words from their mouths. I love that lavender and teal balloon mix. It is so pretty. You know what that makes me think of? Sully from Monsters, Inc. Wasn't he blue with like purple spots on him? And he just says to her as he pulls her close, you're not going to lose me. And they kiss. And Gia, of course, is back. What do you want, Gia? I thought you were sipping off your vodka and your little flasky thing. Why are you back? Of course, you want to know why she's probably back? Because of what Jackson said. Rocky probably went to her mom, said Jackson Fuller is a jerk. You should have heard what he said about me to these football guys. And Gia is a mama bear out for vengeance. That's what I'm guessing. That's what I'm guessing. Gia just walks over to blow her whistle at DJ and Steve who are kissing and she's like, no kissing on the dance floor. And of course, DJ's like, hey, I wrote the rules, okay? I know what they are. And of course, Gia takes a swig from her flask and just walks away. They have Gia, like, just acting like a drunken single mom who's neglecting her kid. I don't like this. Gia's mom was so put together. She was a hardworking woman trying to support herself and her daughter. And now we have Gia, who's just almost like what you would have envisioned when you first met her in Fast Friends. The kind of girl who grows up to have a kid and then is... I mean, I'm not slamming 
single mothers. I'm just saying the interpretation that we I got from Gia back in the day when we first saw her is, and as an adult seeing those episodes, I'm like, yeah. I just thought that because we saw, I was tricked that that she is not a soccer mom and she's not a person who's out there doing runs and five Ks for for cancer and for other things like that. It's just like man. But then again, maybe the actress Marla Sokolov enjoys playing the bad girl. She might. I don't know. What if Rocky's father is Jamie, who went with. Stephanie, and then we never saw him again, and then he hooked up with Gia. <gasps> what if? I don't know. So we kind of cross the dance floor now to Ramona, who's sitting in a chair. She's kind of sad, you know, Casey's off having a good time. Popco comes over, because I will only call him Popco, even though he is now referred to as Robert. She looks at Popco and says, shouldn't you be with your mother? <laughs> but of course she's like, oh, I mean your date. <laughs> So, Sierra ditched Popco. Buddy, you're better off with Ramona, alright? Maybe he's changed his ways, I don't know. So, Popco says the only reason he came with Sienna is because the girl he really wanted to go with actually hates him. And Ramona's like, someone else besides me hates you? No way. And, of course, Popco's like, hey, I, I deserve that. Of course I do, because I'm a jerk. So, Popco apologizes for his past behavior of being a jerk and how... I can't believe I let go of someone so amazing. I love how Ramona's like, go on, you're making some sense. She's going to make him work for this apology. She is going to not. She's like, keep going, keep going. I'll tell you when to stop. I'll tell you when you're wrong. When I stop agreeing with everything that you're saying. And I like this. He's like, I miss you. I mean, even as a friend. So she's like, I guess we could hang out. But if a super cute guy comes along, I'm going to ditch you. That is a promise. I love Popko saying, and he will. So Popko gets up like he's about to leave, turns his head, says, holds out his hands like, would you like to dance? Oh, Popko, you're such a beautiful young man. You will make some girl very happy. So Ramona just rolls her eyes, puts her hand in his, and is like, oh, why not? Well, may as well. All right, now we're cutting back to the house. So now DJ and Steve are chilling, or they're having their bowls of chili. May as well. And DJ's like, you know, the kids may not have appreciated you taking over the Soul Train, but your breakdancing skills are amazing. I was pretty impressed by them. And Steve's like, thanks, but spinning on my head was not the smartest move. So the fact that people can spin on their head, I mean, wow. I mean. I couldn't do it. I couldn't break dance. I love how Steve says, I could have used my 90s hair for cushion. Because he's emphasizing, yes, that uh, Scott Winger is older. He's kind of getting a receding hairline. His hair looks fuller, though, in the later seasons. Which, maybe he used something to, to help with it. I, I don't know. Maybe. So it sucks about getting older, right? You know, you may not have the same head of hair that you had when you were 17 versus when you're 40 years old. Plus, it also depends on genetics. So Steve's like, wow, this is really good chili. I didn't realize how starving I was. And I like DJ's comment how it's like, it's like a hug in a, it's like a hug in a bowl with a hint of yak. I love how Steve looks up and smiles like, huh, I thought I imagined that. And Steve's like, hey, look at us. We went to prom. 
We had a great time. It was great. And I'm still here. The audience gives them an awe because it's very deserved. Aww. So DJ stops eating, looks at Steve, and says, Do you ever wonder what it would have been like if we'd stayed together? And Steve's being honest here. He's like, yeah, sometimes. Well, what's the point of looking back and saying what if? It's like, DJ, come on. You had an amazing husband and you had three beautiful kids. Why are you wishing that away? It's almost, it's, it's just be happy with what you have. You have this second chance with Steve. Why are you dwelling on the past? You have a whole future ahead of you to make up for. Just focus on that. Thank you, she says. I know, I had a great marriage and three wonderful children. And Steve's like, I had a failed marriage and she got the dog. She got Cosmo Jr. Jr.? <gasps> when? After Cosmo Jr. Jr. had puppies? Or maybe she got Cosmo Jr. Wait a minute, no, that doesn't make sense. I don't know, who knows? Who, who knows? <laughs> well, we're together now. Yes, we are. Finally. So they're kissing, and it looks like Steve, because he's pulled out his phone, she's like, if you are answering a text, you're totally ruining the moment. And he's like, no, 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 let me just do something here. And you hear Brian Adams, everything I do, I do it for you. Ah! Oh, my heart! My heart! Oh, feels, feels, feels. So he gets up, puts his hand out, says, may I have this dance? And she puts her hand in his and says, I thought you'd never ask. phone speaker is amazing but then again steve's a podiatrist he makes big big bucks he can afford the newest iphone and that's where the episode closes on that oh and they're dancing in the kitchen and it's the sweetest ever oh oh i love it love it love it all right so i gotta dole out some awards and i gotta remember what my segments are because i'm drawing a blank well, we will be right back. All right, so best outfit of the episode. I'm going to give this one to Casey. I really, really liked his outfit. Um, As far as for worst outfit, mm, gosh. I think I'm going to, even though I did say I like Gia's dress, it was nice. I'm going to go with Gia. I mean, it was, it was an okay dress. Lesson learned from this episode. Um, if you're going to chaperone your kid's dance, maybe not whip out your flask and take sips from it and then admit that you grazed a school uh, crossing guard, especially if one is a war hero. Ugh, Gia, you are giving me so many reasons not to like you. To continue do not like you. And here's another lesson learned from this episode. I would rather watch all three tearjerker movies and have a cry fest than have to be forced to sit in on a chili cook-off. All right, now we're going to do a shout-out real quick to some podcast listeners. Miamisburg, Ohio, Chicago, Illinois, Brooklyn, New York, San Antonio, Texas, Joshua, Texas, Muskegon, Michigan, Barcelona, Spain, and Germany. Thank you all for listening. And I will be back next week with the graduates from season four of Full House. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye.